You should next time you're in an argument with your wife, you should pull that one out. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I clearly triggered you. And see, <laughs> see, see how it goes over. You'll be nostalgic for your single days you were. The- <laughs> <laughs> or else you'll be nostalgic for my married days. <laughs> I remember when I had a wife before I triggered her. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good evening, good day, welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, where we discuss random topics, we then have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic, and provide a quality review. My name is Mike Hodgins, I'm one of your three hosts on the show, along with the one and only Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello. Ha- Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Michael, and Happy New Year to our listeners, and Happy New Year to the next person you're going to introduce. Which is the other one and only Crofton Steers. Happy New Year to you. And happy Happy. birthday. Though actually, you know what? His birthday was in 2017. Let's forget about the past. That's true. Oops, we missed it. Sorry. Happy New Year, MFers. I'm super sick. You're not that sick. I have walking pneumonia. Mike, you can't. He has pneumonia. It's like literally sick. It's not like... He's got a little cold and he's exaggerating. He's diagnosed Walking. with pneumonia. Yeah. yeah it's if it actually was called bed, bedridden pneumonia, I'd be like, okay, this guy's sick. Walking pneumonia. He's actually correct in the sense that I it is a lighter form of pneumonia. Hmm. It's like walking cancer. Uh, That's uh-huh. better kind. What about, is it like Joaquin Phoenix? I wish. Oh, I wish. I wish we could have left that in 2017. Why? Why? Why are? Why am I not the dad? Why are you guys? That's the dad? how we had to start I have, 2018. Amongst the three of us, the best dad jokes, I'm or the you. worst, depending on how you look at it. That's that's what I mean by the best, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So new year, new things ahead. Are you guys excited about uh, 2018, or are you glad to say good riddance to 2017? Uh. I- Oh, so so you, do you remember at the end of 2016, everybody was like, because celebrities just kept dying in 2016, uh-huh. as they do every year. And, then and that every, just kept happening. So sad. It, it, but people were like, there was, a, to be fair, there were a lot of celebrities, big uh, singers, Bowie, uh, Leonard Cohen, Lemmy, all these uh, who died in, in 2016. And people were like, good riddance 2016, get out of here 2016. And then, uh, and then 2017 came along, and everybody sort of uniformly agrees. It's like you go on social media, you look at this stuff, and people are like, oh, good riddance 2017. But they don't mean that in the, oh, a bunch of celebrities died this year. They mean it in the, this year sucked because Donald Trump was president <laughs> way. But they don't say that. They just are like, oh, get rid of 2017. Everybody says that. So 2018... I'm either optimistic about in the sense that maybe Donald Trump will no longer be president of the United States. But if he continues to be, then on a global level, I think it's going to be a shit year. On a personal level, I'm expecting a child. I'm moving into a new house, all of that stuff. I'm really excited. I think it'll be a great year for Crofton. But let's face it, all years are great years for Crofton. <laughs> He's never had hardship. You heard that here. Never <laughs> hardship. 
<laughs> well, I, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you, you have a good year to look forward to. Uh, for what it's worth, I just think years are arbitrary measurements of time and could give two squats a and shit. And then we all die. I could care less that it's 2017's ending and that 2018's beginning. Really, really don't yeah, care. It's so. a construct, but, you know, it's uh, it's nice to take stock, as they say, periodically, and that's what uh, New Year's is about. You don't have to agree with that time, but it's like, hey, sure. one lap around the sun seems like as good as any to say, mm, this happened in this period of time. Let's uh, What's going to happen going forward? Yeah, okay. I'm For looking me- forward. Oh, sorry, Hodge. Did you go ahead? What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I'm probably going to go back into the workforce. You oh, know, yeah. the whole oh, oh. year away, but I've been kind of like, you know, being this like stay-at-home dad uh, renovation person for a while. So this will be interesting to kind of rejoin society, <laughs> kind of crawl out of my hole. So that's going to happen this year. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to that or not yet, but. Um, yeah. I think what's going to be funny is is taking the GBBs episodes that that take place during that integration. So like at first it'll be like, oh, I'm nervous. You know, there'll be an episode where Mike will be like, oh, I'm looking for jobs and I can't. It's tough out there. I can't seem to find much. And then then he'll find one and he'll be like, oh, I'm optimistic. It's in a good location. I'm happy to to go there. And then he'll go. And then the next episode, he'll be like, you know, I've started and my boss seems nice and seem things seem pretty good but there's a couple of things that are kind of annoying or whatever and then the the following episode will be like god people are so stupid at my work i don't know how you guys have been put up putting up with it or whatever and then the the following episode be like i quit my job (laughs) (laughs) well it will be a quick slide but i already know all those things going in so uh i mean i feel like my, my head shift will be a little bit like i'm just there to try to try to make a few paychecks i if i can last three years i'll be happy and then have some other kind of sojourn it's just the way i am speaking of looking back at past episodes uh this is just a because you mentioned trump uh there was one i can't remember what it was but i happened to be listening to to it not that long ago but it was recorded last june was, or july and crofton made us all bet on when on when donald trump would be impeached and he said it's going to be like this month or it was like a month or two. And I think I said something like when I was like and I was like, oh, he's not going to be in peach this year. But then when push came to shove, I think I said late fall. So we're both. I don't think Bo said anything because he was like. Who's Donald I don't Trump? remember what I what I said. I, I think I don't remember either. I, I think you didn't say anything solid. Yeah, probably not. Which puts you actually farther ahead because yeah. he's still the president. And at this and, point, I feel like he's going to write out that whole term. And he has the biggest nuclear button. The biggest, and it works, too. Now, did you there's, read that? There's a there's a new book being published about him. Yeah, oh, I've read. I read. I read. Um, it's just by, by this guy, uh, Michael Wolf, who's like, a, you know, I don't want to say bad things about him because I don't know too, too much, but he is like, he wrote for the Hollywood reporter and other sort of things. And he is big on the kind of gossipy behind the scenes stuff. So not that book, Steve Bannon's writing a book. No, 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 there's a new book. No, all those quotes that you're reading about from Bannon or from this Michael Wolf book that Uh Steve, he, he spoke, sat down with Bannon a lot uh, to write the book, but uh, Steve, uh, this 
Michael Wolf has been in the the White House supposedly pretty much for the entire first year, and and the book is called A Fire and Fury or something like that, and it's the first. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that Steve Bannon <laughs> writes a book, but this is all, all what's going on now is about this this one particular book. So, anyway, uh, okay, Trump so that's what suing, I was hearing about. Trump is suing to to just to. to um, ensure that this book doesn't come out or whatever but instead they're releasing it three days early so good job hmm. yeah anyways it was an interesting article see i know more about trump than you do michael how does it feel <laughs> <laughs> uh, i read an article about trump that you didn't uh, anyways um how about we stay away hmm. to the random topic generator True. yeah i'm already bored of talking about donald trump like i hope he i hope he leaves but i don't care it's we had harper like i don't feel bad we had him for way too long he's probably he'll probably yeah. be out and let, let me say this Look, he was if you were worried about celebrities dying or like oh i've got trump as president it's like there are tons of people dying every year in shitty parts of the world and you aren't doing shit to help them so you know it's not that bad you're okay you said that actually, you're okay first you're you okay first world people the, the last year quit both. make quit being like boop, 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 on social media like oh my god carrie fisher died it's the worst thing in the world it's like yeah it's tragic but she had a good life. like it's not the worst year in the world not for you <laughs> so you, you said this exact I, thing uh I think it was a year ago when we did something with New Year's because I remember you, you had the the exact same, which I agree yeah. with, which is like, come on, lots of people die. But um, getting getting yeah. back to Trump, yeah. one of the scoops in no, the book. And I the, tried to and close. Is, I closed it. I put a stamp is, on that. It's done. There's no closing is, that, though. This oh is the thing God. with Bo's thing is because he just repeated something he said a year ago. In in the book, they say like people in the White House, like Trump has generally three or four stories going at any given time and that there's a shorter period of time in a day before he starts repeating himself like a broken robot and uh, like i truly do feel that trump has some form of dementia but it is funny because bo's dementia is only like a a year that's a pretty good gap maybe you're not you're not demented bo not (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not sure if you're complimenting me or insulting me i feel but thank you I'll say thank yeah, you. You're welcome. And Mike, can you please segue <laughs> to the random topic generator and not to another hot button sure. political issue? Yeah, I'll do. Oh, I asked you to segue. You're segue. all right. Our timing is all off today. All right. Uh, speaking of segues, here's a segue. How about that random topic that wasn't generator? A good segue. <laughs> oh no! Oh, shit, that's the cow, Mike. Get, get the, the cow thing. back. Andy. I think the random topic generator is demented. <laughs> <laughs> I think people in starving countries care what year it is. They're like, man, is this year a bad year? It's like, I don't know. All every year's a bad year. Fuck. Every year's well, if you think every year's a bad year, then you could probably use some life coaching, which is what the topic is. <laughs> How's that for a segue, you bad? <laughs> oh, that was good. Well done. <laughs> Uh, life life coaching. coaching. Oh, sweet! I like this one. Yeah, Bo, you've done you've ha- you've done some life coaching. I, I read a bit of a life coaching book once. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. To be clear, Cro- Crofton's I... life's always great, so he's never had or needed life coaching. He should be the life coach. When, when you say I've done life coaching, I've I've had a life coach. I haven't done the coaching. Right, you have yes. someone coached you a bit. 
Yeah, that's right. Crofton, uh, do you have any uh, experience with uh, coaching, coaches, career, per, like okay. one-on-one coaching? So it depends if the term we're using is life is life coach. Because I've seen like – so on the receiving end, when my dad who had Alzheimer's got put in a uh, an old age home, I had a really hard time with it. And I, and I saw like a therapist or a psychologist or whatever. It's not we the ta- same. We talked about that sort of stuff. Uh, it was only, a, I think, one or two sessions uh, of that. But that was getting advice. That was like – I guess it was getting advice or whatever. On the giving side of the uh, coin, I'm, I'm actively – a couple of people's mentor uh, at work and stuff like that in terms of like guiding their stu- I have a student currently with us from Waterloo and, and uh, she's been on my team for three different sort of work terms now and, and that sort of thing. So like I am providing professional guidance of yeah. that well, nature, it's, it's uh, a, but, yeah. but, but not like, again, I wouldn't, I, I'm not sure use the term uh, life coach or, if it fits. Yeah, I put a pretty specific boundary on it just because like it can't see the thing about the thing about life coaching is that it it can impact a lot of different areas that aren't necessarily the focus of life coaching. I would say anything to do with therapy, you know, recovery from addiction, mental health issues, anything like that doesn't count as part of life coaching. Like you might get some life coaching, but your primary focus is probably therapy. Uh, and and conversely if you're getting training let's say how to become a better pianist well that's training in a specific vocation or skill or an art <laughs> you know it's funny crofton's it, laughing it, off he's got himself muted but he's thinking of penis right now that a pianist is a, someone who's good at working with penises and, <laughs> and he's dying um so yeah you want to unmute yourself and defend yourself? No, I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't thinking anything like that, Bo. You are a dirty, dirty man. Anyways, I, so here, let's talk about what it is. And if you think we should include things in it, tell me. But a life coach is basically um, the way it was sort of presented and explained to me is you have personal lifestyle goals. So one big thing that we don't ask ourselves are is how do we be happy? And defining what that sense of happiness is for you, which doesn't necessarily mean money and affluence or the privilege to do whatever you want, but defining some terms for yourself and then making decisions about how you approach the people in your life and how you approach what you do in a day, what you eat in order to set yourself up to meet those goals. That's life. And life coaching could be, I want to be a great pianist, but I'm not engaging enough. I'm not spending enough time doing it. I'm happy. I really want to do this thing. And so organizing your life and like, for example, let's say you have to work and raise kids, but you're not, you're unhappy. You're not getting enough time to practice piano or whatever. Life coaching may help you take all of the goals that you have and help you to find some balance in it. So that's my understanding of life coaching is to set yourself up in a direction. And it might mean facing some hard questions like, Maybe you do need to leave your job and find a different one so that you can engage in pianoing more. I don't know if anyone yeah. has something to add. To well, I think that that's right. the. Well, when I was thinking what Crofton was, was, he was, had mentioned a few things like, uh, you know, seeing a counselor, and I've done things like that before, and I, I don't put them in the same 
uh, they they give you advice and hear what you have to say. I do think it's it's different. And the thing that I thought of that I think is actually closest to life coaching that if you haven't had life coaching that you might be somewhat familiar with is your guidance counselor in like high school, where where it's basically it's not like it's not it's not specific to one thing. It's not like uh, you know, I'm working at this job and I want to get better at it. Like what if Crofton's mentoring some people at work, he could give them some broader things maybe that they can work on to broaden their skill set if they want to move ahead and advance their career, blah, blah, blah. You know, I feel like when I had a guidance counselor, <coughs> Mr. Mercer, shout out if he's listening, he's not. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, you talk to to these to the guy and he'd be like, you know, they'd be like, what are your general interests or what do you want your life, you know, to be like what are you good at what are you not good at what are your strengths it, it's very it's broad in the sense that like it helps you it helps you in some ways to just gain focus about what do you want your life to be and then what are maybe some things that you can do to make your life more like that i'm not saying guidance counselors do that exactly they're like get an education damn it but you know yeah it's, i don't know if I, I mean i think i you're trying to find something relatable and maybe that isn't part of it thing is there's no exact def- i think it's some well, scientists didn't similar. come along and define it but like it's i think it's similar in a sense that like so when i i had this book on life coaching and and i thought it was interesting because I, I really hated my okay. my job at the time and uh and the girl I was dating got me this book and then i read i read a bit of it and what was interesting i had this questionnaire really near really near the start of it and i was like oh man i hate this and this about my job and it had all these different sections it was like before you got into the book it was like assess where you're at and it was a lot of stuff like it'd be like, oh, work, work satisfaction was this whole section. And you'd answer these questions. You'd be like, oh, my work is challenging. And at the time it was it was challenging. You know, I'd be like, OK, you know, mid range, you check this thing off. You know, I'm appreciated at work. Be like, actually, yeah, people are good. And, and, then, and then when I got through it, it was like actually the work stuff. I was all like I hated my job. And but the work stuff was actually came up pretty good on the questionnaire. And it didn't. You know, in my mind, it was like, I hate my job. But then when I got to this other section of the questionnaire, which was other things that were important to you. And for me, you know, I really liked at the time I was even more into it. But things like skiing or just spending time outdoors. And I was like zeros on all these things. I was not doing these things that I liked. And so basically the life coaching helped me ref- that bit helped me reframe actually that the, the discontent I have in my life is not around the thing I thought it was, uh, which was which I thought was work. It was more that I didn't have this other stuff that I did want. And then, and then the book kind of led you into how do you get more of what you want in there? It's not that the thing you have is bad. It's that you're lacking something else. And, and it made me, it reminded me of, of, of uh, guidance counselors because they often give you these broad questionnaires that be like, maybe something you'll find interesting in life. Isn't what you think it is. Like you're like, Oh, I want to be, I want to be a, a policeman. And then you you might fill out a questionnaire and they'd be like, actually, are you sure you want to be that? It looks like you have a lot of interests in this other stuff. You might be a lot happier if you were a psychologist or I don't know. Or a criminal. Yeah, it looks Maybe. like criminal. Maybe. Maybe. That, that it was... says you're interested in law and order, but it doesn't necessarily say that you're into enforcing it. It says a lot of stuff about how you're looking for ways to get around it. Have you considered robbing houses? Um how is life coaching one of the 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 terms in in vogue and i know my friend's wife is into this right now um mindfulness uh is that the same thing as life coaching like mind no, mindfulness because no. i did a mindfulness <laughs> exercise 
Um, my wife and I did one this week and it seemed very similar to what you guys were saying. It was like looking back at last year, what were, what did you feel your personal successes were? What were the things that gave you the most, you know, the most satisfaction? What are things that you would like to see, you know, different? It was all sort of skewed towards the positive. I thought it was an interesting activity made me realize that I, I, you know, that I don't, I, while doing it, I was like, Oh, I don't read much anymore. And I would like to read more. And I've started a book sort of because of this, you know, because of the exercise. So, I mean, uh, is it, it, it just I, seems a lot like life coaching, I, like that it, type but, of, but here's, yeah. here's what I would say with respect to that is that the identifying things is like the first step of a long process that you periodically throughout the process reevaluate. But for me, the life coaching, the important bit was that we sat down and we talked and I had lots to say and, you know, help clue me in on things. But the important part is the coach part, because remember, coaching is an active verb. It isn't just let's sit down and talk about shit. And maybe you get a few answers. It's me. I met with her. I went with my coach on a weekly basis to find out, OK, so when we talked, you said you really wanted to spend more time, um, let's say, doing music. So what have you done this week? And, it's you know, since we talked last week. And I'd say, well, I've done nothing. I had work. It was very busy. I was tired. Um, also, I was doing this thing. And she's like, well, you know, you said you wanted to do this. You didn't even make any time to do this activity. And so there was a sense of holding someone accountable. And it's in a very light way. But if you say you want to do things, put, being that gentle person to push you, or basically tr you're tr What's really hard for a human being is to train themselves in behavior once they get stuck in a rut or set in their ways. Like sometimes you do have to be pushed out of an unco uncomfortable zone. And the really helpful part about the coaching was this wasn't like someone. I mean, if you get like a dietitian who's kind of like an eating coach, they're kind of probably like for me, I would hate it because I'm like, oh, I have to not eat pizza and eat vegetables. But like a coach is interested in making you happy. So so they're helping you to try and define the terms of what that is, but then they're holding you accountable when you get too lazy to do them. And there's a lot of value in that, I, fi I find. It also sounds like, because, I mean, if I was that, and back to that, so that sort of questionnaire thing that I was thinking about, because I'm like, if I was that co uh, coach, you know, and it's a little bit of retrospect because you learned some things in that year you were off when you were doing the life coaching. <clears throat> and it was like... I did it while I was working was, as well. Yeah, right. And then you took a year off to explore mm -hmm. some stuff. I, and then yeah. it was kind of like, you know, because you have a thing, again, like an idea in your head of like what I want to be doing. And then it's kind of like, but what do I do? You know, <clears throat> and I would think to some extent a life coach, like, you know, when she, you said she's holding you to account, maybe she's also trying to get you to realize like stuff like, but you're not doing that thing. What are you doing? You know, like what are the things that you do? And you had you had some. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it seemed like you came to some conclusions as well. When you're off and had time, you were just like, you know, I just like doing this other stuff, um, more like gaming. And now you've turned that into some into some positive stuff in your life as well. You know, and I, I kind of think that, that well, this the podcast like, is a, this podcast came out of it. I'm pretty, fairly certain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was that that uh, was we were doing. Well, we were doing all this podcast while you were at your old job. Like yeah, it was that's before. when I started life coaching. I, I, I met her through uh, work. It was actually a work training program for something unrelated, but she did a presentation about happiness and said, here's my card, contact me, I do life coaching, blah, blah, blah. And I got curious, and then I did it. So here's the thing I don't get. 
So in terms of coaching, like, and, and you guys talked a bit about this and Bo in particular about holding you to account or whatever, but also said like the goal is your happiness and stuff like this. So it's kind of like, but to get there, they got to make you miserable to a certain extent. Like, and I guess that's the deal with a personal trainer as well. But when I think of coaches, I think of professional sports, right? So you get a coach and the coach's goal as a team, as a team coach is not to make the players happy. It's to make them win. Right. So like, that's what the coach is doing. He's trying to make you win. And, and if sometimes you see players are like, Oh, I hate this coach. He's, he works so hard and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that he probably, you know, they probably do get worked hard or whatever, uh, but then they win or what uh, as well. And so, um, it's easy. You see, players on winning teams that dislike the coach because the coach is so hard on them. Right. Um, so like if a life coach is trying to help you like, I don't know what is winning for you. Like you set these goals or these objectives, but they may change at any given time as you learn more about each, uh, about yourself and they could be like if a life coach is like holding you to account or making you feel guilty or making you feel miserable mm. about things. If you're like, oh, I don't want to meet my life coach because they're going to be like, why haven't you done more of this or whatever? But that's like, so yeah, that's what they do. Like I think the second or third week I did my life coaching sessions, I had made zero progress on anything. And zero progress didn't mean I was working at the time. So it's like. And at that old job, I was, you know, in management, very responsible for a lot of things. I had a lot of excuses why I wasn't doing the things I wanted to do. And so after three weeks, she said, listen, I don't just want to meet with you every week. This isn't satisfying for me as a life coach. And I just don't want to take your money. So if you're not going to take this seriously, it's not a judgment or a problem, but I don't want to do it. So next week, you're going to come back and you're going to have done something. If not, no worries. We stopped this. And I was like... I really needed a solution. Marion and I had, I think we had, she had moved out. I was on my own at that point. And, and I was fundamentally unhappy because I felt like I had steered my life into a place where I was working. I was doing all the things that people around me told me I needed to do or that I, I had I invented in my own head. But yet I felt like I was doing, like I was in some weird corner dead end and I, you know, nothing was in under my control and I was, unhappy with it and making tons of money at that job and it's like more than i knew how to spend like money was like so far from an issue it's not even funny but like i was just like i can't i'm not happy and i don't know what to do i can't leave my job it's too important to leave you know and um and so so when she was like i'm gonna not coach because you're not doing anything i was like oh i really need a solution let me start reporting back on my progress and the different little things that we'd come up to do. So that I, that's, I think that's the hard part about being a life coach is like, cause most people see bailing on things as failure, right? Like let's say we did this podcast and we only did 10 episodes. Or let's say we quit this week. We feel like failure, but it's like you, you shouldn't, you just shouldn't do something that you're not satisfied with doing. So, it's not failure and don't be stubborn. Evaluate. Is it making you happy? Is it getting you what you want? If not, find an alternative and then go forward and do it and don't get comfortable just doing the things you do because you do it because it's too important or whatever. So so challenging all those holy grails 
that we all, everyone listening has them right now. I can't, it was my big thing. I can't leave my job because I need to make money. So I don't have enough. I had like a hundred, no, not a hundred. It was more on the order of 50 to 60, like K set aside. And I'm like, I need more. I want to buy a house and I need all this money. And they're like, well, what are you doing with it? Like, you're not doing anything that you dreamed that you'd be doing in your twenties. You know, like you're not satisfied in any way with any of the activities and the things that you say you want to do, you never spend any time doing them. I doubt you even want to do them. And, and it's really hard to look at yourself and challenge yourself that way. And it's not easy for them to do it either. So just to answer your question, it's like, how do, how do they, how do you hire someone to be like threatening to you? It's like, I think you have to be a little brave and, and just do it and understand that life coaching is not about a parent giving you shit or an authority figure giving you shit. It's them listening to what you want and then pointing out how you're not doing the thing you want to do and not letting you have excuses, calling you out on the excuses you tell yourself. And that has value. And it was surprising to find that. I didn't think that existed before I got the life coaching. I, I like, was talking a lot, so I wanted to let someone Crofton looks like he wants to say something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just like, I'm, you know, this is, I'm, I don't want to be dick about it or anything, but whatever, I will be. Sure. Um, it, it's just like, so a life coach is some, like, because we're talking of if they're good, bad, or bullshit. It seems like they, they can potentially bring a lot of positive, but they can bring a lot of pain in getting to that positive or whatever. But like, it does seem like, it's like, a thing that you need in certain situations or a person you need in certain situations is a life coach something that everybody should have all the time or is it is it is it do they exist as sort of like i don't want to say you screwed your life up but like you're lost or like you you've you, you've put yourself in a situation where you're you're chronically unhappy or whatever and where you used to go to mom and dad and be like hey mom how how would i you know do this or hey dad how would i do this or whatever mm-hmm. like now you're an adult and you've got no you know no one to go to or whatever so you know you hire this person to like you know get you into mental you know mental shape or is is it somebody that it's like oh, they should everybody should have a life coach to sort of like, you know, keep them on the straight and narrow and be sure they're always making progress in their life. Like, what's the use? Like, when well, do I, you use them? I, I'll I'll jump in here. Uh, I know um, Bo has some obviously opinions on that too. I, like unhappy. I, I'm sorry. I'd say but, when you're unhappy. I just keep my answer short, and then you can go. Yeah, and it's like, but so here's the interesting thing about that because I that I that occurred to me as well. I mean, there's two, there's two sort of things you could do when you're unhappy. Like you could go see like a therapist, especially or something like that. Be like, why am I unhappy? And they might, they, they might give you some answers or some, some, some solutions or maybe some medication. Who knows? Um, could be any of those things, any, all of those things. They might point you towards a life coaching thing. You never know. But a life coach, it seems like it's, <clears throat> it's like, you might be like, I'm unhappy. I don't think I'm clinically depressed or suffering from mental illness or something like that. I'm just because I think sometimes you can find yourself in a place where on paper <clears throat> you look like you're like, I've got a good job. I'm like, you know, my friends are good. I'm, I don't have any toxic relationships in my life. Uh, why do I not feel fulfilled? Um, and then someone like a life coach, then maybe that's the right time to approach someone like a life coach who can uh, who can then be like, OK, 
you know, which again, I keep coming back to this because maybe it's as far as I read in that life coaching book, but then kind of giving you an assessment a little bit on like, well, what goals do you want to achieve? Like why, what things are you doing or not doing that are leading to this sense of not being fulfilled? So, I, and then I think helping you get on a path to get those things. So I, I think that they're in certain contexts um, and to kind of get you on track, but you're obviously, you're, you're a participant and like the whole like you know coaching is a good word for it in the sense that like you're the athlete it's your life you're running the race and that person's there to be like okay you're like why is this race not going the way i want it to be like actually look you know you need to tell me what you want to get move over here okay start running again and they can help you do that so i think you use it for a short burst kind of like what what bo did um and um i found that when i just read a bit of that book it helped me reassess some stuff in, in a period of time and i would consider re- revisiting it and now when uh well Bo, why don't you do you have anything you want to say more about crofton's question about when and how you should because i have something else i want to say but maybe um i mean like i think i think i think i think at any point in time it's good it's probably healthy i probably there's probably points you need it more than others it's not like you don't use life coaching when you're in a critical life situation you have you know Health, mental health care professionals, things like that. You use it when you're um, just probably at a place where you're normal but could use help. That, I think that's all I say is like, I think Mike said it best. It was like, you're the athlete. It's like, my running time is 20 seconds in this race, but I want to get to 18. I want to get to 16. And your life coach is not going to look at it's different than your running coach. Your life coach is going to like, okay, so you want to get better at it. What are the things we can change in your life? Are you, how much do you drink in a week? How late do you go to sleep? Uh, when is your training regimen? How are your relationships? Like, you know, if it, it, it's just a question of, of managing your time and activities in such a way that you're, they're guiding you to your own answers. Like, they don't provide the answers. They're providing a framework for you to look at your own life, which is extremely comfortable to do, to look at your life critically. Like, you might say, oh, yeah, I eat out too much. Ha-ha. <laughs> I uh, stay up too late. Ha ha ha. I'm always tired at work. I want to get career advancement. Like a career coach is just going to say, yeah, you should sleep well, but they're not going to actually look at your life. They're just going to look at your career stuff. So a life coach is designed to help you provide your own answers and then hold you accountable to make things better. But how, like what sort of training do these people have? Like what, like, cause a personal trainer, which is what I draw the most, like a personal trainer uh, at the gym is like, okay, I go in yeah. and I'm like, I want to, I, I want to get in X amount of shape and they'll look at like what your capacity are and wh- where you want to go and all that sort of stuff. And they'll provide a regimen to you and you can meet with them weekly. But the idea I think at one point is that you're good enough that you don't need to meet with them so, anymore. Like you could, so, and some people do, but for the most part yeah. you're like, okay, my personal trainer helped me d- to meet my goals, but they have like special, you know, courses they have to take to be a personal trainer and all this. Yeah. So for a life coach, what, what do they uh, like? A- so do you, I don't remember when I was taking the acting classes, I had a friend Manal at the time and she was actually training at Algonquin to be a life coach. They have a program there. Um, so I, people do I, pursue education to become life coaches. I and, think though, those though, just like personal trainers, which a lot of those are not 
that regulated. I think there's been a lot of that certainly with life coaching too. Yeah. Because it's a new thing, you know, it takes a while for the kind of regulatory things to set up or like professional, uh, you know, organizations to govern these things to crop up. So I think there is a lot of fly by night with this stuff where like, Oh, I took a workshop in Toronto for two days. Now I'm a life coach. You know, there is that. And there certainly was, but I think it's, it's like, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's certainly you hear more. But yeah, cause there's, that's my concern. I like, I like it in theory, but I got two major concerns. One is, is the concept of like, what gives somebody the authority to coach somebody else in their life? Right. Like, and, and I, I get, I get the idea, like, like what makes them successful? You use the example of a guidance counselor, the guidance counselor that we had in my high school was 24 years old. Okay. I was 16. He was eight years more than older than me and honestly had very little in the way of real life experience, right? So, so I mean, it's like what gives him some sort of uh, ability to – because he's giving heavy advice to people in very formative years that may set them on certain, you know, on certain paths. So a coach, somebody that you hire to do that – for you, I would want that to be, you know, somewhat regulated. And the other thing that kind of like grinds my gears a little bit is adults being like, like, oh, you know, and this is going to sound insulting to Bo and there's no way I really can not do it. Be like, I stay up too late playing video games. My friends tell me I stay up too late playing video games. But instead, I'm going to hire this Yahoo to tell me, hey, guess what? You stay up too late playing video games and it's not make you know, that's why you're tired the next day and maybe you should go to bed earlier and devote more energy to reaching your personal goals like i mean it just feels like like as an adult i i feel like i need to take ownership of my own life to a certain extent and then it's like i'm hiring this this joe to come in with maybe some like like and ideally it sounds amazing like if this person is really great and is helping me like overcome these things that i can't see through myself that's great. Like, and honestly, I'm 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 playing devil's advocate a bit here, but uh, but there there are things about it being like, what gives this person this power? And shouldn't adults be somewhat responsible for their own lives? Those are the things that kind of like get stick in my craw with this. Um, yeah, and I think well, it when you put it that way, it's like it's easy. Like most people are smart enough to be like, oh, if I do this, then this happens but they're powerless to change it without a form of motivation and the motivation, you know, uh, people look at it. Well, you know, if you get a guy with a stick who's slappier than he'd do it, or, you know, if your wife threatens to divorce you, there you go, you know, or what it, like you think of like, you should know better, but it's like, sometimes your mind is fucked. Like it's the only, like, sometimes it's like you rationally understand things, but working yourself into a place has to come from you. Like, at the end of the day, right, you know, as children, we fear the belt or whatever punishments it is that we're going to receive from authority figures. But as an adult, I mean, let's face it, unless you're, you know, you have a fear of the police and you don't want to get arrested or accidentally shot or something like that. Generally speaking, you're left to your own devices. And if you start doing the things that you do, no one really cares. No one's going to come and tell you, you know, uh, short of egregiously breaking the law. And it's and so. So you understand that, yes, I shouldn't stay up late or, yes, I want to practice guitar. I need to practice it. 
you have to unfuck your mind like that the the purpose there is to lead you down your own path to get you to a point where you are you know uh, motivated to make the right decisions and it comes with no guarantee it's like some you what you put into your own coaching is what you're going to get out of it so i think you wouldn't hire somebody if you had the intention of not really following it through but if you felt that you could make a difference and having someone there to help to be encouraging you but also to hold you accountable is good and i'm sure we receive that like you guys have partners partners tend to know us the best so you might get a little bit of that no well like i want to jump in here because i think that uh in this back to crofton's question like what gives this person the authority and or credibility or whatever and the credibility thing might be a question mark but I think, frankly, a lot of it is just like third-party status. This person is saying, you know, if someone is basically like, 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 oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a life coach, and you don't care what their credentials are. They're like, but what I'm willing to do is like, I don't know you, um, I don't have no vested interest in what you do other than helping you achieve what you tell me you want to achieve. So let's chat, and you can say what you want to be doing, why you're not doing it, and I'll, and I'll meet with you every week or two weeks and be like, hey, remember you're going to do this, you're going to do that. The problem with advice from, say, your parents or your significant other or your friends is that those people always have ideas about what they think you should be doing. Uh, And those are not necessarily what you want to be doing. How many of us has had a conversation with our parents where you're like, I want to be an actor? And they're like, you need to be a lawyer. (laughs) Like, actors don't get no money, lawyer. You'll be happy if you're a lawyer. And then you might take that advice and become a lawyer and be like, I'm not happy because I wanted to be an actor or whatever it is. Um, So people will always tell you to to do something that they think is in – your parents just want to see you well-fed, you know, with a roof over your head. And, you know, not in prison or on drugs. That's what most parents kind of want. And, uh, you know, hopefully parents these days want more more than that for their children or whatever. But, you know, my mom certainly was always like that. It's like it's just like the reality is like get a get a job that pays. okay. forget it. Everything else will sort itself out. But it might not. And and friends, too, they might be like they might be happy with their circumstance in life. And then they'll say, like, look, just, you know, quit staying up so late, blah, blah, blah. Like a life coach might is doesn't know you doesn't have all those biases already so i think just the third party status gives a lot of credibility in that process uh i'd say that's why uh what didn't you have two questions i i think that's one that gives like almost anyone can do it in the sense as long as they're not an a-hole trying to mess you up and they're willing to just meet with you that external factors and if all they want to do is like help you stay on track i think most people could probably do a reasonable job it's the no biases thing but i think you had another oh i just said my two concerns yeah are are you know these people like these people getting power with minimal certification or oversight and the other thing was shouldn't adults be you know responsible for their shit to a certain extent uh like when bo was was talking about that he was like yeah well sometimes you need a stick or you need you know you're mentally lost and and i'm like well that sounds like you need a therapist you know like who's certified and and who's able to to guide you through this but if you're if you're just like if you're mentally healthy and just choosing to make poor life choices and you know they're bad and you're like uh, oh okay, yeah whatever I'm not, that gonna, I'm not gonna do because they're what? not always it's not always bad life choices. I use an example that was arguably a bad life choice, but it's not necessarily a bad life choice. 
It can like, be. It, like it might be like you became a lawyer and you you're not happy and you don't like it. Yeah. What's wrong with me? You know. Yeah. Like it's not a bad you, life choice, really. I guess, but then it's like get a career counselor. You know, well, like, but but I mean, a career counselor. Like, what are they going to tell you? It's just about jobs. I think I think a life well, coach is valuable in the sense that they might like again. I keep coming back to that questionnaire thing. They might they might be able to tell you actually it's not your job so much. It's that you really like kayaking and you never do it and you never do it at all and you love it and you used to always want to do it maybe you need to get you know they can maybe just help you but, find a way back at but, but that sounds let's, like let's, mindfulness let, 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 let's let's go down let's go down this path a little more because you're going to say what are the obstacles to getting you into kayaking you might actually go read some kayaking you go kayaking on the weekends but you're still not happy like you might need to get to a place where you're doing it six days a week you might have to go from being a lawyer to being some minimum wage guy working in a kayak shop. I mean, look at my transition right now. I'm happier now than I was in 2013. My day job back then was management. And I have a pretty big ego and I like to tell people what to do. And I think all my solutions are generally better than other people's solutions. Management really <laughs> suited me. Tell, tell us more. I was very unhappy because the problem is these things about me, I'm... What was making me unhappy was I give two shits about where I was working. So I was wasting all this energy, all my energy in that regard, on something I did on projects I didn't care about. And I said, you know, if only I could take my attitude at work and apply it to the things I want to do, maybe, I don't know, I'd be a great actor. I'd have made a movie by now. I'd have written a play. I'd have an album. I'd be doing something like I'm proud of that suits me. And and now, like I'm working right now, I have to pay the bills, but I have minimal responsibility and I save my energy for the things that I care about. Now, it didn't turn out to be acting or being a playwright because I don't spend time doing those things. I don't wake up every morning with a burning desire to be Othello or Hamlet. But I like being the center of attention. I like talking and thinking about things. I have things that I'm passionate about and I get good responses I'm doing two podcasts now that I couldn't be prouder of. They're the most important things to me that I do in my life. And I'm much happier today than I was back then. And kid you not, those two podcasts go away this week or next week or whenever. I don't do them anymore. I will find another one to do. I have ideas and I know I'm going to feel good about these things. And and so I feel like I would never get there on my own. I would not have quit my job at, without the life coaching I got. I was too stubborn and I knew all the answers. And I need someone to help yeah, me light the way. It, it's funny because it's someone who like your dad, if you want to remember, it might be like, big mistake. You should never quit that job, you know? Um, yeah. and, but, I'm, cu I'm curious. What did your life coach say when you said you were going to quit your job? No, she, it was her idea. I didn't. I said I couldn't quit. No, I have to be able to do all these things, but I have to stay here. I'm making good money. I'm saving it. I'm gonna be. Help, I want to help my family at some point. I built a career here. I can't leave. So I need to be able to do these things, but stay here. And she's like, "But what? Are you, like realistically, are you gonna spend an hour on playing guitar every week? What's that gonna amount to in three years? Like nothing. Like if, so if you want to get serious about actively career, tell you to quit your job. Well, what she said was. She said, like, I'd love to spend more time. And, and she said, well, what are some of the ways you can spend more time? I was like, well, it'd be nice if I quit my job. And then she'd be like, why don't you? That sounds like a good idea. It was your idea. 
I'm like, well, I can't. She's like, why? That sounds like stuff you're making up. Like, do you really have to stay there? And and it got into my head. I was like starting to think, wait, I could just quit. I don't I don't need to be here, you know. But not just quit. It's important that it isn't just quit and like live in La La Land. It's like, what am I practically engaging? And for the years following me leaving there, I had a regimen of practicing guitar two to three hours a day, four times a week. I was doing my acting classes. I wanted to try writing. Turns out I'm no writer. I'm good at writing. I don't have a passion to write. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> One of the things I did discover, and this is where Mike, you know, going to get me scoffing a little, and I might get you scoffing too even. I love playing games, and the whole world tells me not to play video games. And what I finally need to say is grow a backbone and say, fuck you, world. That's what I like doing. Like, my, the world may not think it's a good idea for me. My rational brain that wants to fit in with society may think I sh- feel shame. But that's what I want to do. That's the honest to goodness truth. So my question I, is, who cares more about my happiness? Like other people or me? And it's like, it's me. So I have to put me first when I make my decisions. And absolutely. That's, that's I agree. I agree with that. And yeah. like, you're going on your big rant about like your well, life choices a, and all that. Pa- that's fine. But getting back to the life coach, I have big reservations about a life coach with barely any certifications and i don't know like no but like somebody and i'm not saying yours but anyone like just being like mike's like oh they just have to be a third party that encourages you no, to quit your no. job you know like i like for for me that's that's my concern that these that a person comes in and they're like oh like why don't you quit your job why don't you divorce your wife you know like you're clearly unhappy you know it's like what gives them that that sort of uh, there's, there's, power. No there's no authority. Anyone can say they're a life coach. I know, man. It sounds. But ooh, here's sounds... here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I I'm not going to open up a phone book and get a life coach. I, you can't do that. I've had three or four training sessions with this particular trainer, so I knew her, and I like like I had a chance to you know, meet with her and get some context. And I said, this person also offers life coaching. Let's meet and find out. Like, I didn't feel like this person, this person resonated with me. So you may probably want to have a few initial meetings and suss out the quality. I, like a life coach, good life coach will do that. They won't, they won't. Oh, sign for sure. For and you're somebody that researches stuff like that. But like, say I'm just like, oh man, maybe I could use a life coach. And Mike's like, oh, you know, my friend Tina is, <laughs> stu- is doing that sort friend, of stuff. Tina, do you? And, and I, and I meet Tina and me and Tina hit it off. I'm like, oh, Tina's super nice. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, Tina, you should be my life coach. She's like, oh yeah, you should quit your job. I just, I just feel like there's there's risk there is risk yeah. there and uh especially like you're preying on people if somebody is out looking for a life coach this is somebody that is in some way in a vulnerable point in their life and they've they they have made the proactive choice about going there and reaching out to someone else and then actively put them in a position of power over them because they're essentially giving them the stick of which they're going to be scared of and all that sort of stuff. Well, so uh, I'm going to jump in here because I, these points are interesting and, and uh, I kind of wanted to, to, well, see what you guys thought about like, like the, the broader implications of what something like life coaching means. And, and when I, when I mean that I'm thinking about like, sometimes you hear these stats where people will be like, uh, you know, people in 
the West or whatever. Well, I don't know that it's just the West, but modern society are more unhappy than they used to be. And, and so that something like life coaching is kind of bound to emerge. And then, and then it makes me wonder, you know, it's this whole series of things are like, were people more content before, or did they just not complain as much? Or are we, are, are we in a state where there's a general feeling of malaise that people share that someone can come in and be like, I'll help you, you know, and which, which lends a credence to the thing Crofton saying, like, whereas if, if there's any, any kind of need out there, someone will come along to fill it. So it's like unhappy, but you're not like depressed. You just don't like your job, you know, like, cause coming back to that example I said about my parents, like my mom, you know, cause sometimes my mom would say things like, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I want to be a writer or do this or that. And she'd be like, there's no money in that. And I'd be like, but some people make money. And then she's like, well, it's not likely you're going to. And uh, and not everyone can. That's the way the world is. It's not fair. You know, and some people would say that that's the truth of it. And, and you know, you hear things that uh, millennials, which were kind of cuspers of, but uh, far below us, expect the world, you know, so that it's inevitable that everyone's going to be discontent uh, because you want to be happy and you want to have all the stuff, but the world doesn't give it to you because there can only be a couple of high paid actors or writers. Everyone else has to work a shit job. And that's just the way the world is. And I felt like my mom's advice always like, just get a job. You don't hate that much and pays well. Cause like, that's the best it's going to get. So I just wonder, like we're in this time where I feel like people, you hear a lot about this and like people are unhappy or they feel isolated or they feel unsatisfied. So that something like life coaching, uh, you know, again coming back to like is this bullshit or good or bad and being like i could see it being bad in the sense that it's preying upon this problem in society right now uh that it's bullshit just because it's like you know it's like it's just selling selling dreams to to whoever you know just being like oh i want this like okay why don't you do that why don't you do this and they're just making money or preying off it or is it a good thing is it a legitimate like you know, it will help you get on that better track. It can make your life better. And I feel like I can see all three of those things being accurate. So I don't know how much do you guys think that like the kind of the way society is at the moment and maybe disagree with how I characterize it. Like I I certainly don't feel a sense of malaise necessarily, but you hear, but you see headlines about it and stuff like that. Do you think that plays into all this? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't really say if it's a product of the time or not. Uh, I definitely think that we are in a, in a society of more, uh, uh, you know, like there's with the internet and us being more connected and all this, there's, there's constantly these new, um, new fad diets. Uh, and I think that that extends to everything from, um, you know, like their diets for, for eating, there's fad exercise routines. And then I think that there, there's sort of lifestyle, uh, management. And honestly, in theory, having an expert that is aware of all these things, like if I sit down with a dietitian, like, and I'm like, what about this new hot shit diet? And they're like, well, like, honestly, that's going to make your kidney fail. But uh, Oprah likes it. Um, then then the dietitian is giving me that that peace of mind and helping me get the wheat from the chaff or whatever. But with in 
like I do feel our super connected society um, where we're at now just allows for the creation of the, sort of these positions and and and, uh, and the concept of a life coach to parse through all this because there's a lot of these like weight you know lifestyle recommendations coming at you left and right you know this these three tips changed my life you know like that sort of shit having somebody who is able to again help you navigate this and be like yeah that's a fad this is a thing you need to figure out what works for you that's not necessarily doesn't strike me as particularly a negative thing yeah yeah um it's 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 really it's just, just is it a product of the time? I think it's just it's a little more universal than that. What it's sort of driving at, at least when I see the applicability of the analysis, it's really just well, doing an audit of your life and then follow up on the measures you're taking. Yeah, and it's 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 a little bit like because um, Crofton was saying talking about mindfulness. Is this like mindfulness? And I and I know a little bit about mindfulness. I'm no expert by any means, but I do know I don't think it's it's mindfulness. They, they may share kind of exercises which seem similar, but I feel like so maybe life they're... coaching is practical and not well. It's practical, but in some ways it may be like you know it's like all these different things come back to the hold on you know coming back to that like I am I happy or I don't feel happy or I don't feel fulfilled and then there's all these maybe different ways or different people you might see you might have different answers as to why that is the case you know a life coach might be like oh you know your career is not where you want it to be or your your social activities aren't where you want them to be blah 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 all these things that might be the answer you know um a psychologist might say you to have some issues deep-seated or mental health issues which may or may not be true i'm not trying to cast judgment on these other things and someone like a, like a mindfulness trainer might be like your 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 problem is that you're you're not living in the present you know you're not it's it's almost a little bit buddhist and a lot of mindfulness and buddhism have a lot in common which is just like the reason why you're not happy is because you spend all your time pining after other things you need to learn to just be present in the moment like and and once you do that and let go of all these expectations all these desires, all these things you're chasing constantly, living in the future, living in the past, those things lead to unhappiness. And mindfulness is a lot about just letting go of those things. And some people will follow that kind of thing and they'll feel a lot happier. But see, um, that sounds exactly like what I was saying in terms of like having multiple lifestyle yeah. approaches and that you're and, and like a life and your coach might be like, have you considered mindfulness, you know, as like one of the maybe. But I, I would say it's a bit different than that in the sense that like different things resonate with different people. Like some people might be unhappy because they have a legitimate mental health issue and they need to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist or their family doctor, or whatever. That might be the reason. Some people it might be because they're spending all their time living in nostalgia or living in the future and they need, you know, they not understanding being present and mindfulness is actually what would help them out. And but I think some people it is fairly legitimate to say some people have just like let let their lives take over themselves and they actually might just need a third party to be like, listen, you're maybe, you're, you know, maybe you're in the wrong career maybe you're just your social life's out of whack for this and this reason and maybe they can help you get on so it's kind of like you know any of these things could work uh depending on the person depending on the problem so it seems to me like it's one of many options and it may be useful i'm still not sure what my verdict is by the way well we're gonna have to be (laughs) we have to be sure we've been at it for 58 minutes now 
All right, so well, let's, it is verdict let's time. Continue. Not every episode can be a last Jedi length episode. Um, oh, no one will listen to. You. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, let's uh, bring in the animals here. Uh, we'll give you some time to think about it. Uh, where's the farm animals? Come on in. There we go. Hello. <laughs> Court. All right. Um, hmm. Who wants to take first crack at it? Well, I'll go. Okay. I can go first if Mike doesn't know his verdict. Yeah, okay. I'm not 100. I was gonna work it out, but go yeah. Ahead. I like honestly when this topic started, we were all talking. It felt like a giant, like you know, high fiving back and forth. At one point, I was like, this just seems overly positive. Um. I'll start trying to play devil's advocate a little bit to kind of steer the conversation, uh, you know, a, a, away from just doing a giant uh, t- info ad for um, for uh, coaching, life coaching. But then as I got into it, it's one of those times where I played devil's advocate and started to le- legitimately convince myself about some stuff. And, and the reason what really put me over the top at one point was I was thinking – about like we were we were halfway through it and Bo was talking about it and talking about how you know the coach you know was asking him these questions that may have impacted his decision to leave his job and all this and how he's happy with how it all worked out and all this and I was thinking about it and I was like I should be a life coach and then then I started thinking to myself and I was like why couldn't I I could just like start advertising life coaching tomorrow and then be sit down with someone be like okay and start giving them you know asking them leading questions or giving them advice that will cause them to make huge life changes oh you know my life coach uh, suggested this or my life coach this and that uh, they they made me recognize that I'm not happy in this sort of situation and holy shit that's scary like it's really, really scary in the sense that it can be absolutely magical. You get somebody that just totally understands what you want, what you're doing, has been trained to ask the exact right questions, and, and then guides you on a path to, um, you know, you quit your job, you divorce your wife, you go on this Buddhist journey or something like that. You come back and you're way happier than you ever were, and you realize, like, man, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. And that's total. That's you know a total out possible outcome. Another outcome though is like, is like, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna make all these drastic changes in my life because my life coach suggested, and then afterwards be like, oh yeah, I, I guess I'm happier or 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 whatever. But really, like, you've just turned your entire life upside down based on this third party, um, and that's like again, it's it's okay. That's what therapists do that's what like that's what um uh you know a lot of like a personal trainer will get you to to turn turn over the you know maybe the way you eat and the way you you do a lot of stuff but changing big things like your entire career or like um or, or even if you're employed or not or if you're married or not or or what your existing relationship is those are big variables in someone someone's life it's very um it's to give somebody that authority to play in that sandbox could come out extremely positively, but I see there being a lot of risks and I see there being a lot of sort of 
uh, unstructuredness. And the fact that I could turn around and probably do it tomorrow and what gives me that ability or power or whatever, I think I offer good advice. You know, like I think I offer good guidance. I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's risky. So because of that, I'm going to say the whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> I thought he was going to swing even further into bad the way we were going there. No, I, just as a an an addendum, the only the, I'm, I'm I think the 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 intent is positive. I think a lot about it is positive, um, and and that if it works out, it's positive and all that. I just think that. Um, that there's enough there that, that like anybody could be a life coach and it's like, Oh, it's just some third party. I give them power yeah. and like that. It's that's bullshitty to me. Well, yeah, I understand. It's funny. Cause it's like, there's so many things that have that, like for like what you're saying, mindfulness right now, that's the exact same. It's, it's in the, it's moment right now. And everybody and their brother's a mindfulness teacher. Like you'll see this all over the place. And those people equally, they just went to like a yoga seminar now and now they can teach mindfulness. It's very similar in that sense. And these things always it's, come around, and what echoes. I'm in my my verdict now, by the way. Oh, okay. because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still working this out. I, th- a I bit thought you were head. just debating. <laughs> okay. No, no, and I have and I have a lot of mixed things about this because all that stuff feels a little bit culty to me. Like it, 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 it talk culty talks of like I think of Tony Robbins. You know what I mean? And that kind of the whole self help movement. And this is in for sure life coaching mindfulness. It's all in there. And that self-help movement is a huge double-edged sword where it's like some people need this stuff. There are people who, will, you know, will go to a Tony Robbins seminar and be like, this changed my life. It's the best thing ever. And someone like me might be like, he's basically a cult leader and he just took all your money from you because you need help. But like, what's the truth? Like someone like me maybe doesn't need that stuff or doesn't or doesn't like it. Maybe he is a vulture. Maybe he is offering something to someone. And this is true, I think, of life coaching people and of mindfulness teachers and of all this stuff. And the whole self-help movement is built on this, where it is positive. It's trying to move people in the right direction. I think the intent is often good. There's always someone trying to make money, though, which makes me want to go to the bad. And I think in the end, like, you can get something out of all of these things, life coaching in particular, you know, I read a bit of this book and I found it helpful, but I did it on my kind of own. I didn't feel like I gave money to someone. And yeah, like, I, like, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to have to come down and just say and say bullshit because I think it's so mixed that like, I, I think there's a, there's a place for life coaching. If you're in the right frame of mind, I think there's also definite possibility of being taken advantage of. And like this stuff, there's so much contextual that it's hard to come down one side or the other. Like you'll hear people anyway. So yeah, I'll just leave it at there. I think it's probably bullshit. That makes me sad, but that doesn't, but Bo just like, I would just hang on. That doesn't mean you can say what you want, but I don't, I I don't love it when it's like, you know what? Doctors are great. They cure the sick, but there are bad doctors out there. So being a doctor is bullshit. And I'm like, well, there's bad of everything out there. Come on. Well, but yeah, you, but had I your verdict. Industry, you had your verdict. I don't know. It's certain in it's, stone. You can regret it when we do our recap show at episode 300. I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> you should because I'm going to – like the the Get tricky it. thing with life coaching, and it's, again, because it's not precisely defined, it can encompass a lot of things, is that to me, life coaching doesn't have anything to do with any sort of hokey stuff, low barrier to entry I don't think it's an easy thing to do. I think it's definitely process oriented. 
Um, and I think f my verdict is going to be on the process oriented uh, manner in which anybody can do life coaching. But yes, it has to be done right. Like every every profession out there, there are hacks. And it's harder to be a hack doctor because of all the training and certification you have to go through. And a life coach, like Crofton said, he can be a life coach tomorrow. But I don't share his fine arrogance that he would be amazing at it. I think he would benefit from some training and not be arrogant. No, I'm good. I'm a coach. It's been one day. I got it all in control. Look at me and live my life. Like that's just not what coaching is. There's a process and a certain level. And I'm sure Crofton had this of interpersonal uh, nuance that you have to have. Uh, there's an art to it. And I really think there are people that are great at this and people who aren't, but it isn't. I cringe at the word self-help. I hate self-help and I don't think life coaching is self-help, but I cringe at it because I feel like it's very process oriented I feel like it can be very scientific and very human and helpful. So it's only as good a as the person delivering it and B the person's level of engagement in the process, the person being coached. That being said, I'm very biased in my verdict because I've engaged in it once and I had what I consider to be a positive experience with it. Um, which means that I think life coaching is good. And that the only part of life coaching is that it's quite expensive. And that's, to me, everyone should have a life coach. Hmm. And I know this goes into your hackery, but the thing is, people don't fucking work for free. And life coaching isn't exactly a 40-hour-a-week job. You've got to find your own clients and stuff. It's it's not easy way or way to earn a living, but it's a big cut out of your expense, even if you were to pay $100 a week for it. It's a lot for some people. It's pretty expensive. And and, and so, like, yeah, we never even talked about money. And I know that, um, like, I, I felt the need. I know we don't Google much on the show. I felt the need, just in case I was speaking out of my ass, to search life coach qualifications in Google. There's no qualifications. And, and the, uh, the write-up education and work background. The job of a life coach is to motivate and encourage people to reach their full potential. Although there is no specific degree program you need to complete to become a life coach, acquiring training in certain fields can prepare, uh, better prepare you for the job. So the, the thing there is like it is positive. Everything, motivate, encourage, help people reach their full potential, all that sort of stuff, you know. It, it is positive. I totally understand where the good uh, a good verdict comes from, but I also totally understand where a bullshit verdict comes from. I think it – I would be surprised if any of us had said bad, you know, like – because it's – the intent is a positive one, right? You know? Well, the in, someone – you could argue the intent of religion is a positive one. Oh, no. Here we go. I'm just saying, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things. It's like a lot of people who are in it, they think they're doing the good stuff. They think they are. So – I'll leave it at that, like just, just to muddy the waters at the very end of that conversation. And, and if you, listener, think that we all need some coaching, life coaching or other type of coaching, then you should please let us know. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can go to, our, go to our website. That's the best place to find the ways to reach us, goodbadbull.com. And there you can find our email address. It's goodbadbull at gmail.com. And you can send us a message. We'd, we'd read it on the air. And uh, or you can send us a tweet at Good Bad Bull or like us on the terrible Facebook if you're into that kind of crack. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, enjoy do so please Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your 
your podcast. And uh, lastly, we do have a Patreon account and some wonderful patrons who sent us a, a few dollars, which we do appreciate to help keep the show going. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash goodbadbull if you want to support the show. No pressure, of course. And uh, guys, if our listeners want to follow you individually, Bo, where can people follow your great life achievements? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz and find out what I'm up to when I post. And Crofton, if people would love some excellent advice about what to do with their lives, I can think of no one better than you. So where where would they find you on Twitter? They could follow me on on Twitter at Crofton Steers for all the greatest life coach tips, or sign up at lifecoachforyou69.com. Oh my and, god! Uh, <laughs> and, so gross. and I will I will send them my newsletter every week with the top ten things they're doing wrong in their life and that they need to improve. Only one hundred and fifty nine dollars an hour. That's Cust- a deal. Customized for you. <laughs> And uh, you can find my non-existent tweets at ML Hodgins. So do my own life coaching and coach me to get off social media. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it wraps it up. All right. Well, uh, Bo likes well, life coaching. And you guys, well, you know, the thing is I can't control the show. I, I feel like we're good friends. And, but Bo, and, listen, that show was I'm like, largely, largely positive. And it I was largely, it was I largely was present, positive. And I didn't just shit on it the whole time. I would also no I'm, I'm a convert. I'm a, I'm a member. I'm a zealot of or acolyte of the yeah, life coaching the movement. Yeah. But that's why when we talk at the beginning and we share our experiences, you have the most credibility, right? Like you are the one that had that has experienced it. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I could shoot off my opinion from the hip on any topic as I want to do. But it doesn't mean that I know my shit because I've never been life coached, right? But or you know what? Like a life coach, the third party status, the being unbiased is a very helpful <laughs> thing. In the it's same true. way that like we'll we'll have opinions about say Christianity, but a Christian might be like, but you don't, you have no credibility because you haven't experienced the light of Jesus. Like I have. It's true. You had the most credibility Crofton as the most, um, most not knowing anything person who thinks he most does not need any coaching whatsoever. It's also, yeah, it's also tough with Crofton. Who's like, my life's awesome. I'm the best. I've always been the best. And I always will be the best. He's like, wait, you need someone to tell you when it's not okay to eat pizza. I know when it's okay to eat pizza. It's <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> the answer is all the time. Uh, <laughs> it was it was funny because I went into work and uh, um, this week and I had like pizza on Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. And uh, there's this girl I work with and she was like, oh, so no resolutions this year, huh? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she was clearly referring to the fact that I never bring my lunch and eat too much pizza. I was like, huh? <laughs> guess not. Like, if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it, lady. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, do you want any life coaching? Because I can help get you on a track in 2018 as you're uh, downing a big piece of pizza. That's hilarious. Life coaching for you, 69.com. Oh. In a session with someone who's like, How often do you eat pizza? They're like, Never. I only eat gluten free meals, mostly vegetable places. Like, there's your problem. I want you to come back next week and tell me how many times you've eaten pizza and how many times you've eaten pizza accompanied by Pepsi. We'll talk then. Let's see how you do. Good luck. <laughs> they come back. But then they come back and be like, I'm way happier. 
I'm like, like, how do you feel? Honestly, horrible, but I'm super happy. I'm like, welcome to the club. And you know what makes people really happy? What kind of gifts do you ask people to give you for your birthday? Do you tell them not to get you things that you want? Because you'll be happier if you ask them for the things that you want. Like video games. I get lots of video games every year and I'm very happy. So let's practice that as well. Put it on your list. You're going to call everyone who's close to you, gives you presents. Tell them exactly what you want. <laughs> life life I coaching guess it wasn't for as funny as Mike's, but still, I, I better get a life coach. I have to get my humor game up. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> I'm actually gonna Whatever. put that. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go to bed now. I'm gonna put that address <laughs> in in my browser just to be sure it doesn't. Life coach for you sixty nine dot com. Is it four with a number four or F O R? No, it's life coach. Four. Oh, the number four. You, just the letter U. I should try for you. There was no site. It's good. If there was a site, I would feel There's bad. There's a Twitter account called Life Coaching for You. Of course there is. Oh, I... I threw the 69 on there to ensure that there was no existing site. Uh, and there well, wasn't. There might be a Twitter account. I don't think we're... <coughs> Alrighty. I probably should go rest. All right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thanks for the show chat room. Thank you for hanging out. I hope your walking walking pneumonia walks on out of here, Crofton, and leaves you your normal, barely healthy self. Oh, there's I've been a sick for 18 days. I hope your walking pneumonia walks out on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shen Li Jang, he says that uh, Crofton just go draw a massive X on your front door. Sounds like a house of plague. That's awesome. Yeah. It's true too. <laughs> I won't be visiting you for a while. I'm not contagious. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com slash Good, Bad, Bull.